I'm in a dream. I'm nothing like the others. I own this world. This game was meant for you, William. But you must play it alone. Where is the center of the maze? Take my heart when you go. Welcome to Way Out Westworld. This week's Westworld was a beautiful tale of one man and his horse and the adventures you can get up to when you realise that family isn't the destination, it's the people you meet along the way. Denial? What denial? I'm definitely not in denial, that's what the episode was about. Nothing bad happened, nothing sad happened. It was a beautiful tale. Welcome to Way Out Westworld. I am, as usual, Laura and talking to me through the Mesh Network today to give meaningful life lessons through the gentle sobbing we're going to do for the next hour are Mac and Gary. Hiya. Hiya. This we are talking about episode 8, Kitsuya. If you haven't watched it already, you should go away and check it out. It was a very, very different, very special edition of Westworld, focusing on one character and the journey that led up to where we are now. Um, so yeah, spoilers ahead. If you don't want spoiled, go away, come back once you've watched. You can always, in the meantime, subscribe and leave a nice rating to our podcast on the podcast service of your choice. Well, I didn't expect to be so emotionally moved this late on in the season. In this very straightforward narrative for Westworld, we spent all of our time experiencing the changes in the park through the eyes of Akichita. His peaceful and pretty delightful looking life changed when someone happened to leave a bloody maze lying about. (laughs) Just leaving those sculptures. Someone needs to look after those things. Discovering he'd been ripped from his original narrative, he goes off on his own journey of self-discovery and works out that sometimes it's not the way you see it, but how you see it that matters. <laughs> and also, if you pretend to talk to a child the whole time, people won't look at you funny as you speak to someone that's not there. That's what I took away from the episode. I don't know what you guys took away from the episode, but that was definitely the moral message I got, was that if you are speaking to someone through let's say psychic thoughts through the mesh network that if you just focus your attention on the child near you yeah everyone will just assume you're speaking to the child pretty much yeah yeah, yeah. i mean there's yeah. nothing weird in that no 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 it's a pretty normal way to operate but I, th- I thought it was quite an interesting format for such a late episode in the season i think we, we touched on it last week about peaks and troughs mm-hmm and I think this was our trough. This was our chance to just kind of breathe a little mm-hmm. after Absolutely. last week's episode. Um, Definitely cry a little as well. <clears throat> or a lot. Or a lot. Yes, because there was, there was a lot of emotional beats throughout. Um, I did find it fascinating that we've now discovered that she doesn't even need to be near someone to mm-hmm. be able to connect with them. Um, but I found that quite an emotional way to for her to connect with the character that she is closest with. Yeah, the the fact that she was almost not using her daughter as a jump off point, but she was checking in her. Yeah. Even though she was nowhere near. Yeah, yeah but I thought I, I did find that it was a beautiful way to tell the story, without it being just a traditional mother passing information on to her daughter. I found yeah. I found Akechita's Akechita's story beautifully mapped out. If you will, mm-hmm. um, I loved that whole journey of trying to find the one that he loved, which is obviously something that Maeve has been doing the entire series. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think if Take My Heart With You When You Go is not added to everyone's future wedding vows, then 
people aren't Westworld fans. Oh, they're not yeah. Westworlding. It's the if, if someone gets engaged this weekend on Instagram and that is not the caption, <laughs> yeah. I'll be really disappointed. Are you even Westworlding, bro? Are you even Westworld? It's it was a it was a beautiful line and yeah, I have to say I actually thought that Iggy still was talking to the daughter and just explaining himself for look I'm not a bad guy, honestly. <laughs> I'm trying to protect you. I'm no one. But good man. the connection with Maeve and the kind of mesh network communication, that makes total sense. And yeah, and like you said, Gary, the kind of peaks and troughs. And even though it was a kind of slower episode, it explained a lot, gave backstory. And it, it gave us the breather we kind of needed mm-hmm. before going into the final two, which we are expecting to be really explosive. But just a nice kind of offset uh, episode and a, a different change of pace. Um, I wasn't maybe as emotional as yourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really what cry. Are you to say? I don't really cry at films I and stuff. Like that, but, You're a monster. Yeah. But <laughs> that the, the 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 couple of scenes really did. Uh, give me goosebumps and actually I have to say when I when I recorded the show and I watched it yesterday if for some reason my skybox had recorded 140 minutes yeah mine's just done the same yeah so when I was looking at it and uh, you know I just paused it to go and get a drink I thought oh I'm only halfway through this (laughs) (laughs) and to be honest I could have watched a feature length episode Mm -hmm. of that but like a full 130 minutes would have done that justice yeah it was. I didn't really want it to end. I loved the story of the Ghost Nation. It was great to see them, how they should be portrayed. They mm-hmm. are. They are the good guys because they are. I think they're good guys and they fight the baddies. Yes. They slay the baddies. It was interesting that Westworld. I mean, there there was a few back behind the scenes videos, and I think Zan McLernan, who plays a cheetah, um, he had mentioned in interviews that he was not playing a a real. You know, group of people from history. It is very much a white Westerners' idea of yeah, yeah. What it's mm-hmm. it's not so much like it's Native Americans. It's the Indians from a Western film yes. that they're portraying. Mm-hmm. Um, so he said it was a bit easier in the sense that he didn't have to, you know, really worry about anyone's sensitivities and, mm-hmm. and portraying it correctly. It was really just playing up to a sort of stereotype. Mm-hmm. Of Although not to say that there was anything stereotypical about no, that, no, not at all. And I suppose that, that does play into the idea that you know. What you kind of look at old westerns, the uh, the cowboys are the good guys, the and the Indians are the baddies. Yeah. But actually, the cowboys weren't great. Let's no, be fair, no. they were not good guys. The western, the the whole idea of the western is this really weirdly romanticized idea of yes. a, a time in America that wasn't really that. No, the white man no. taking over mm-hmm. indigenous yeah. land. <laughs> yeah, and I mean it was you know like that. Um, just to, to use this bloody Seth MacFarlane film title, but like, a million ways to die. Yeah. You know, yeah. he like that's it. You probably got a mild infection in a fingernail, and that was you. You're dead three yeah. days later. You know, it wasn't this this beautiful area, and that's I suppose that was what makes it interesting to visit it from a tourist point of view. Is you're living the idealized version of that, yeah. Yeah. You're actually yeah. getting to get your teeth into it rather than. By the way, you're going to travel from this place to the next. It's by horse and car, and it's going to take you four years. <laughs> I think even the the um, the group of people he was he was with at the beginning before he became Ghost Nation, they're so far out in the park. I mean, how yeah. many yeah. guests or Westworld guests are actually going to meet them? It was interesting as well. Like, why why were they there? 
in the first instance yeah. because they didn't appear to be part of a narrative. They they were like you said, it was just kind of like left on the edge of the park. Like there you go, guys. Here's a little bit of space. Enjoy yourselves. And it wasn't until the rewrites came in that they went, no, we need him to be a bad guy. We need him to be the mm-hmm. yeah. the idealized version of. I say idealized. That's like not really it. The no, stereotypical the, yeah. version of. You the know, Native American. Yeah, yeah, for our tourists, for our, our newcomers to come in and. Yeah, they want they want the 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 face pain. The yeah, body the bloodlust. Yes. Mm-hmm. Someone to go after the white man. Yeah. I think it was it was the line not that it is so they don't feel bad that when they stab them in the gut basically yes. yeah that yeah. was the line and that was just you know very apparent of Westworld in general yes. let's let's make them as bad as they can but you know they're not really baddies no. <laughs> they're not the bad guys and this is I think that's what's great is that he. He awakened many, you know, he's, he's had this whole side journey that's not been one of the main characters. Mm-hmm. They've not been one of the main teams that we've been following. But meanwhile, in the background, he discovered a maze, he woke himself up, he's worked this all out on his own. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's done great, great yeah. work over in a corner, and he's not tried to take over the Talos Corporation. Yeah, and he's it's not only taken 10 anyone. years. Yeah. Just ten years of just plugging away at it. Yeah. But and that that to me strikes as it takes nearly ten years to, to get yourself sentient or yeah. woke as we were as we're using the term. But that shows that Delos have no um no patience with any of their the hosts. They want it now. They yeah. want these they want, um It's all about money. It's about yeah. absolutely. They if they give them the chance or they if, if Ford's whole idea was he wants them to become sentient eventually, yeah. yes. give them the chance to do it. Give them ten years. That he didn't have a all of the memory that he had stored up in his hard drive over ten years shows that he can eventually work things out himself. Um, become more sentient rather than having to right. Let's fiddle about with them and just you know change their settings. Hope to for the best. Hope exactly. Yeah. I mean, I love that moment when he is back down under in the chair, and they discover that he's an alpha model. Yeah, and yeah. The text response is alpha. Yeah, yeah. They're like, what? Yeah. They shouldn't be anywhere near here, and it's probably a lot down to the the storyline that. They're giving us these characters where we're not expecting much from them. Up until now, they've basically been dressing for scenes. Yes. Now they've given us someone who has shown over the course of, what is it, 10 years, there's actually been this... Learning curve. Yes. That's the word I was mm. looking for. Thanks mm. very much, Laura. <laughs> yeah. For anyone listening, Gary was just doing very wild hand gestures <laughs> trying to prove a point there. <laughs> and a curve. Yeah, he did yeah. a curve. And that's where we got it from, just desperately grasping the air to find the word. <laughs> yeah, I think he, I mean, he's definitely a survivalist. Like, the fact he's never yes. died to go in and do this update. Mm-hmm. He is like us every time your iPhone tells you to do the update, going, nah. Nah, don't agree. Don't agree. <laughs> yeah. Reminds me later. <laughs> nah, cancel. <laughs> so, yeah, he's he's managed to, to do all this and find all this information. And, the I mean, there's a few gut-wrenching moments. Obviously not for Mac, because we've discovered he is... I'm a monster. He has a, a swinging brick in his chest. And, it, and it's only animated films like Toy Story 3 that really affect <laughs> yeah. After Toy Story 3, nothing could ever be as sad. No. Um, so, we discover that he had a wife. He mm-hmm. had a beautiful life. Family was very important to him. He was essentially the Vin Diesel, the Fast and Furious Vin Diesel version in Westworld. Where it's all about family. All about the family. We didn't see a corona. Can't confirm corona. No, oh, no corona or uh, white vests yet. Yes. yes. <laughs> Let's not rule it out. 
so had this beautiful home life and then yeah needed his narrative changed to become more useful to the park I guess more mm-hmm. more yeah. in keeping with the narratives um, his wife was taken away from him um, a lot of take my heart when you go which again loveliest sentiment ever um, but take my heart when you go that is kind of making a bit more sense for the Akani whole plot line there when she yes, literally yes, took a heart yeah. when she went mm-hmm. so I'm starting to think maybe there's a lot of them that you know hearts yeah hearts are very important in that literal sense not so much the metaphorical for, for beings that actually probably well, don't technically have them yeah. yeah yeah although they do they've got a heart but like it's not you know it's not the be all and end all of their no. system no I'd assume I don't know how the hosts work <laughs> That's, I didn't study engineering <laughs> I can't tell you what that is um, so yeah the take my heart with you when you go that's and I mean I found the episode emotional um, I wasn't I wasn't sobbing the whole way through but the bit that mine mine was a delayed reaction mm-hmm. where I watched it and the kicker that got me was Maeve right at the end when he you know says we're gonna look after your daughter everything's yeah. okay and it cut back to Maeve and there was a little flicker in her face and that's when I thought oh sobbing's about to start here um and she did the take my heart when you go and it was only you know a couple hours later when I was in the car that that flashed back to me and I was like oh her daughter's her heart and that's when I started to feel really sad about it it was almost like two hours later a delayed response of sadness but yeah very very touching emotional episode for what was episode eight mm-hmm. yeah now I I was uh, saying to the guys I was quite underprepared for this podcast today because I went to see Game of Thrones live last night with Ram and Jawadi. Just throwing that into the podcast there. I had a wee hangout with Ram and and 7,000 of our close personal friends. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, episode 8 in Game of Thrones, I don't know if I'm I'm trained because of the Thrones, that episode 8 is usually when horrible things happen. Episode 9. 8 and 9, usually (laughs) it's the build-up to just grimness. Yeah. Just absolute grimness. Whereas Westworld took a sidestep and went... Here's a lovely backstory. <laughs> Take a breath. Yeah. Yeah. Which was sweet. So we the, the heart is getting taken wherever they go. We it know sounds like this. a Celine Dion song, let's be it honest. Really, it it should be a Celine Dion yeah. song. I'm glad you were the first to mention that. It really that's a, when I heard that line I was like, Yeah, I'm sure I've heard that line somewhere <laughs> in a billion dollar blockbuster. Yeah. <laughs> so we have this beautiful moment. So Maeve Yep, Maeve's the daughter. Maeve's daughter's her heart. Akani's heart. Well, Akani physically took a heart. Out yes. Of her metaphorical daughter. Man in black. And doesn't have one. <laughs> yeah, man in black doesn't it, have one. Evidently not. With the amount of time yeah. he's been shot, I'm still annoyed at that. <laughs> Much like Mac, man in black doesn't have a heart. The man in black. Oh, aye. Yeah, the Mac in black. The Mac in black. So, I mean, are there any other characters that? have a metaphorical heart kind of type because I was thinking Dolores and Teddy is Teddy kind of Dolores well why at Dolores' heart is that the until she obviously wiped him but was that the the heart that was going along with her trying to keep her right I don't know I, th- I, th- I thought that the stronger connection if we're going to talk about hearts and emotions and things like that was Abernathy and Dolores yes. I thought that was up until uh, Maeve and her daughter and Akichita and his uh, wife, I thought that was the strongest host connection that mm-hmm. we had. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think just after that episode there, I think there is a new winner on the I Will Do Anything For Love. Yeah. And I will do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, obviously we saw Peter Abernathy, they've taken, well, off screen they've taken 
the the marble of mm -hmm. information out of his head. Um, um, as far as we can see, he's gone now. Mm -hmm. We don't have a Peter Abernathy. Dolores does not have a Peter Abernathy. All right, Peter. Yeah, all right, So we don't have him to keep Dolores in the straight and narrow. I do think a Cheetah's maybe managed to get this far because he's had the heart yeah. tethering him. He, he's had a rock. He's had he's had a good woman behind him. Yeah. He's, I, or had someone to support him. Yes. yes. And yeah. I know that Dolores doesn't have that, doesn't have her almost moral crutch because yeah. her dad, you know, was a good man yeah. and he wanted the best for yes. her daughter. She's teamed up with Teddy who she's changed mm -hmm. to suit her yeah. needs. She doesn't have that kind of I don't think she's got the moral compass in her no, anymore. No, she doesn't have... He, whenever he spoke to her, she always softened. Yes, He always absolutely. saw her face, her eyes always softened when Peter spoke yeah. to her. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have that now, whereas for Akechita, his wife was his moral anchor, mm -hmm. and when he was searching for her, it was giving him something to aspire to yes. or to go after. It gave him something to aim for. Um, as you say, Mac, I don't think... Dolores has that anymore. No. All she has now is her endgame. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is why I think the next two episodes are going to be a murderous bloodbath. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I think that's a really polite way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you think that um, the man in black could, could get a moral compass by having Emily slash Grace by his side? Do you think with the introduction, it was good to see uh, Katie Herbers? Yes. Well, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. Back. It was good to see her back. <laughs> Again, she's so learned in, in the West World. She knows Lakota. She it was great to see her. But could the man in black have use her as a kind of moral compass? I think that he might needs be, one. Uh, it does seem this season has been all about the the love that you have for people, yeah. mm -hmm. you and, and whether have you right? So you've strayed off the path. The man mm -hmm. in black strayed off the path. But can someone? And is it, has it not been also that it's always been a love for a child? Yes. Yeah, because yeah. It's, it's always been a parent-child dynamic mm -hmm. for everyone. But I, I, I did find it interesting with the man in black, though, that he seemed to be resigned to death until Akechita dragged him. Mm -hmm. yeah. Although back he was to camp. saying as he was as he was crawling, it was kind of like not here, not right yeah, now. Yeah. You know, like yeah. he, it looked as though he was desperately fighting it, mm -hmm. whilst being very aware the odds weren't stacked yeah. in his favour. Although I, I did, I noted down there was a line from a catch to that I noted down where he said, "Death is a passage from this brutal world. You don't deserve the exit." Yeah, mm -hmm. and I thought, yeah, this isn't the end of the Man in Black story. No. So when his daughter turned up, I was like, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> yeah. But her. Impl her implying that what she could do to him is worse than what yeah. the Ghost Nation could do makes me wonder what the heck's in store for him. Yeah, yeah that's true. Probably a, a long lecture on the. <laughs> yeah, or maybe just bored them of family. sitting in the rage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to drink this gin and tonic, <laughs> and we're going to stay here till you finish it. Yeah, I, Lisa Joy, in an interview, she um, brought up that this season is not all about the fight, it's about why we fight, and definitely we're starting to see. Eight episodes in, a lot of the the reasoning for why they fight, Man in Black, like you say, not having the best time of it, and I think his purpose for why he fought is kind of muddled. Yes, like that's so. His Man in Black's problem this season has been that he was a very bad man for a very long time, and he's zero pals left. Mm -hmm. No one wants to be his friend anymore. Billy Napals. Billy Napals. No one cares for him. Literally, I don't. I honestly, like every single new character that comes into this that has a problem with them, 
you shrug your shoulders and go, yeah, of course he did. <laughs> yep. Of course he did that. Aye, totally. He's a nightmare. So whilst he was saved and the Ghost Nation have humbly taken him in, none of them like him. And the fact that there's a small child staring at him from across the room. Yeah. yeah. Going, and as well, the man in black inadvertently really messed up Achita's plans because he was just simply trying to warn a lot of people and wake a lot of people up mm-hmm. and the man in black came round and used his loop against against yeah, them essentially yeah, yeah, yeah. you know Maeve's obviously not happy with them I think I, I still think though that perhaps the way the ghost nation were going about trying to wake people up wasn't the best way like I get it because he survived all this time I've got to give him credit where credit's due he wasn't getting killed left right and centre mm-hmm. he did it in a very efficient way but I don't know if riding up on horses and terrifying people in their homes mm-hmm. is really the right way. Also, like he's given a small child a rock drawn in blood. Yeah. Like the maze drawn in blood on the rock. And you see a scene of him where he's just sitting carving the rock all happy. And I just wonder, is he sitting there going, oh, do you know, this could be a bit more dramatic. Maybe, a, you know, a nice little splash of red. Oh, <laughs> blood of my enemies. <laughs> Like and it's still wet because Maeve's got it on her fingers. Like who does that? I think. Did he, I, I want to see. Did he actually like throw the rock at the child from afar? <laughs> I, th- I think that, that. I'm so glad you brought that up because I think that's such a key thing for a kitsch star. He's not the most subtle of guys. No. Because when he went up to the um, the other uh, mother, yes. uh, and said, "Oh, your son's in cold storage," and handed him handed her his, yeah. his pigtail, I thought. Dude, that, come yeah, on, man. Yeah. That's so hard. Do you see, I've seen your son and he's not well. No, yeah. he has his hair. He yeah. literally yeah. has hair. I found it interesting as well, though, when he was talking to Maeve's daughter, or Maeve was talking to whoever, yeah. he made a comment about outward appearances. He made a comment about outward appearances mm-hmm. and how in this world it's easy to understand intentions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why so many people, when they saw the Native Americans or the Ghost Nation riding towards them, thought the worst, because up until now, they've always been painted as the bad guy. Mm-hmm. So this was his way of redemption, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is a big theme throughout the story of characters trying to find some form of redemption. Um, although the man in black did kind of just throw it all back in his faces when he decided to run off again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. With with the the tribe as well you get the feeling that they you know stories and and family are very special to them so it makes sense for his character that his motivation is to wake people up and make them realize of the past lives they've mm-hmm. had before yeah. you know it's not so much about ancestors it's about these are the lives you've lived yeah. Yeah. you're your own ancestor essentially so it did it did make sense that he wanted to protect a lot of people by opening up their eyes and yes. showing them what's I, happened and why. I think a lot of them would have eventually got there as well because they, um, one of the mothers was talking about the people down below mm-hmm. and things like that. So they're obviously aware that things are happening, things yeah. change. Yep. So, you know, Delos, again, this is them uh, and QA really not doing their jobs properly. They need no. to be upgrading people quite yeah. a lot and they're just leaving this tribe way out, far away, who will eventually, after 10 years, yeah. become yeah. sentient and will mm-hmm. find their way. Yeah. And again, like when, when, they, when they brought Akichita in and they said, oh, I'm just going to go for lunch and then we'll do the upgrade. So slack. Yeah. That, that yeah. Is, who are they hiring? This we'll is going to be door. Lock yeah. a door, this is going to be their downfall. And it has been their downfall. And you think, I mean, we've now found the literal door. Is that just going to be lying ajar? 
There'll be a rock and you can op- uh, turn yeah. the rock over as a key. There'll be... <laughs> there's lots of rocks. There's a rock. Ten years of This one. one, there's a big arrow pointing There'll to it. There'll be a sign on the door that just says, gone for lunch. Yeah. We'll be back in five minutes. Yeah. The security code is 62845. Yeah. <laughs> Dallas just seem to use the honour system. Like, yeah. oh, they'll be fine. Just like, yeah. leave them to it. But yeah. I, quite, I quite like the fact that when I catch it up, got himself off the chair and then went exploring. Mm. It was almost like a flip of the white man exploring this new world where we've mm. now got this Native American exploring this yeah. whole new world to him. It would have been interesting to see him out there. Yeah. Like we did earlier in the episode when he helped with the big display. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, Is that I, all we can call it, the big display? Like the, are you meaning the the murders in the town, or are you meaning when Ford's kicking about? Yes, the Ford, the, the, Ford the, sort of the diorama. The diorama. <laughs> yes, yeah. diorama, rama. Who knows what that was? Who? I mean, is Ford doing this for a narrative, or is Ford literally just like playing with life-size models? <laughs> just like something in the actual what history museum. Yeah. After hours. Yeah, the big display. Like, what, what yeah, was he and, doing and, with and it? He was scalping them, wasn't he? Yeah. Ah, it was a bit Hannibal yeah. Lecter-esque, I must say. Yeah. Yeah. All he was missing was his fava beans. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, we touched on the the man in black and how much of a nightmare he is and moving forward doesn't look like he's going to be having the best time. Maeve, on the other hand, she's still not having the best time of it. No, she's I mean, now cut open. Yeah. yeah. And Why? Charlotte knows... multiple places. Yeah. yeah, Charlotte now knows her abilities. Yes. Which, if anything, is possibly the most dangerous of them all. I know, like, Charlotte is such a baddie at the moment, oh yeah. my god. Yeah, but I like seeing Tessa Thompson being a villain. Yeah, she's great. I, I think Tessa Thompson's fantastic, yes. but she's, oh, she's grinding my gears. <laughs> <laughs> I, love the, I love the fact when she walks in the room and, you know, clearly this QA is trying to, you know, give the full story. Yeah. And like, oh my god, you'll never believe it. So I woke up this morning yeah. and then this host comes in and I did this thing. And oh, by the way, over here, side note. Yeah. And she's just like, just cut to the chase. She's a bullet like, point person. Pretty much what we do. Yeah, yeah. yeah basically. Because it's a show that it, it deals with the exposition in some really interesting ways. But every now and again, there's some dialogue and you're like, yeah, these people should know this. Why are you saying that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is why she obviously just cuts in and goes, just tell me what you yeah. know. I wind it up, lads. Let's yeah. get to the point. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, it was an episode that one of the big kind of surprises for me anyway was just how nice Sizemore is now. Yeah. He's, he's shown so much growth. Yeah. Yeah. He's grown a lot. He's matured a lot. In one episode. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, like he, he called in special forces and he has a little bit of guilt over it, I mm-hmm. think. And, and his whole um, speech to Maeve was quite emotional about the you don't deserve this, you deserve to be happy with mm-hmm. your daughter mm-hmm. and you wonder if all of the guilt of all of these narratives is coming back to him he, yeah. he has created these memories yes. for the host and yeah of course he feels bad because he now looks he's created love stories, he's created enemies, he's all of these lives that they have lived he is responsible for this mm-hmm. and how they feel towards each other and the emotional attachments they have to other characters and seeing Maeve go through that with her daughter, mm-hmm. he's, it's all him. It's yeah. all yeah. on size more. Yeah. I'll admit and hold my hands up, I've said for the past two weeks he was a snivelling work weasel and was looking for a way out. I may have been wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a forfeit? 
No, no, no way. No, no, no. Oh, no Laura, you me. can't pass it off. Just me. The forfeit, for anyone who's very interested in the forfeit, we're still trying to decide what it is. Um, I asked Lewis Hertham if he wanted to get involved because it was his character and he um, was quite into the, the gym idea because he said if it was him, he would have demanded shots, back-to-back shots of Jameson, um, which I declared I will still have to be able to get home at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't live in this office. I'll do it at home, film it. <laughs> yeah. Um, my own brother, who I've decided I no longer speak to, um, said I should get a tattoo of James Delos. And then his friend added that under the tattoo it should said, William, my boy. <laughs> um, which then Gary offered to pay for, but we're still in discussions because I'd really like to, in 60 years' time, not have to explain a tattoo to people. <laughs> I think it would be a sound investment, yeah. <laughs> for you, perhaps. Yes. For you. So forfeits are still ongoing. I mean, this episode, quite a few people that we've spoken to didn't like it. Yes. And I can get why they didn't like it. Mm -hmm. For those of us who are quite emotionally invested in these characters, it was this beautiful, I was about to say open door, and then I realised, oh, theories. It was a beautiful (laughs) door, a beautiful insight into the lives, some of the... I was about to say like non-playable characters, but the, the characters that aren't interacted that much yes. with on the side, how how they've discovered it, how they've moved forward, that not all hosts are equal in mm-hmm. their their awakening. The thing is, I think as much as I understand if maybe people don't like it because it is uh, it's removed from the usual gunslinging and killing and all that kind of things that Westworld brings to the table in, in, in the theories. This was a very straightforward story. Mm-hmm. Uh, a wee bit like last week as well, which was, you know, they're starting to make these episodes a lot easier to follow along mm-hmm. as, as, the, as yeah. the weeks go on. But I think it was absolutely necessary to the story. We've seen the Ghost Nation since day dot. We need to know more about them. What is their backstory? Yeah. And it only makes... Like we said at the start, it's a breather and makes us ready for episodes 9 and 10 coming. Mm-hmm. We are yes. now ready to go. We know what the Ghost Nation is. We know what they're about. Bring it on 9 and 10. We're emotionally spent as well, though, yeah. after that one. I think I'm it's the need most... a few days rest. I think it even for one character, it's the most I have been invested mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just one episode. I mean, we've seen Dolores and Terry and Maeve and as, as great stories for these two seasons. But in just one episode, they made me be able to care so much yeah. about a character. And that is just incredible writing. I read an interview with uh, Zan McLaren, and he was talking about the process of filming this mm-hmm. episode. And he was saying that um, Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy didn't really give him a script to work with. Mm-hmm. They basically said, here's where we want you to get to. Yeah. Here's a few bits and pieces along the way. Make it work. And he, he did say that he found that almost liberating because he wasn't tied to a narrative, which I find interesting for a, a story host, yeah. Yeah, about yeah. hosts being tied to narratives. Um, oh, it's so meta. Yeah, it was <laughs> it's a very meta way of working. We did learn quite a few little snippets within the episode. I wouldn't say it was one that didn't contribute. Ma- it didn't massively contribute to theories, and there wasn't really a point in the episode where you'd go... Ford's here! Oh my god, he's revealed mm. something! Because all Ford really revealed was he was aware of what Akicha was up to, mm-hmm. but also that he kind of gave him a little pointer off. Look, when it happens, you'll know. Yeah. You'll know what's happening. Um, you saw the first massacre when it's my time. The, was it the Destroyer, as they were calling Wyatt? Yeah, yes. At that point, you know, when the Destroyer comes, you'll know what's mm. happening. Here's a wee fair warning. Deathbringer. 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 Oh. What a name. That is. What it's almost you, mystical. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like it's it's a very that's it. It's a sort of like poetic fiction esque way of describing someone. Like mm. Ford lives and breathes narratives. He then speaks in mm-hmm. narrative terms. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine in this day and age, like if somebody was a murderer being called, yes, it's the death bringer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not something you see on the front page. No, but no, it wouldn't like, fit anyway. No. <laughs> <laughs> so we um, things we did learn is that it wasn't Ford or Arnold leaving lots of mazes about the park. They were all pretty much hand-drawn. Yeah. yeah. You know, he was sitting there carving them, drawing them in blood. So it's not necessarily that it was maybe Ford's massive plan for all these people to wake mm-hmm. up, but, you know... Yeah, he did say too that... Too late, it's he, happened now. He did say that the, the maze wasn't as important as what Bikichita was maybe making it out to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. Um, but is that another... I know, is, that a, red, is that a red herring? Is yeah. that... Is that, a, is that a, something to just confuse us now that we've all been like, but what is truly the maze? Yeah, I mean, Ford is definitely on the side of the hosts, I feel. And, yeah. he, and he wants yeah, them he to rise up. Yes. But they're all rising up in very different ways. Uh-huh. We also discovered um, a little bit more about Logan's descent into madness. Oh, and God. that when William left him, it's not like he just did the first exit. He just got lost yeah. for a bit and went mad in the sun. Yeah and talked a lot about... He looked a little dry. He wasn't enjoying it. No. He didn't seem happy. That actually, I wanted to bring that up as well. In terms of the actual weather system <laughs> within Westworld, it must be UV lights they're having because he looks burnt. Yeah. He really looked in a bad shape. Yeah. So do you think they hand out uh, sun cream at Westworld or...? I think you've got to bring your own. And yeah. If you don't, then... As we've just if I'm paying 40,000 a day, I expect some sun cream. You can afford it though if you're paying 40,000 a day. <laughs> <laughs> I hope, yeah, I hope it's in a briefing pack beforehand. Yeah. Like, here's how to dress appropriately. Yeah, yeah. Here's your toothpaste, mini yeah. toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> the train journey to the park's a couple hours to so bring a book. And don't forget your factor 100. Yeah. If you get lost in the park for mm. several or days. Or dumped by a friend. Dumped, yeah. yeah. If your future brother-in-law sets you off naked on a horse, you might need a lot of Factor 50. Yeah, that just, you just put an image back in my head. I completely forgot he was naked. <laughs> I know, completely naked. It was in the episode. He was there. Yeah, I know, but I had kind of wiped that. Yeah. It's Ben Barnes. <laughs> I don't see why. Um, so he, yeah, we, he mumbled a lot about um, exits. Obviously, yeah. Logan was looking for a literal exit mm, to the park. Yeah. But that's you what know. sparked Akechita's journey of self-discovery yeah. you know the next the next step along the way it was interesting the the people he met along the way that shaped that path mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know it was it all started off looking for his wife and then logan's kind of added this idea of like we don't belong here and then he wants to get his wife out of the park and then he sees the men and then he goes underground yeah so logan yeah i can kind of get why logan it all went wrong for him yeah and if anything william setting him off on that journey was not a, you know i look back at that scene i remember at the time when William was doing that, I almost seen it as sort of a like, yeah, okay, you just be gone now. You mm-hmm. go. Yeah. And it was almost like a nice thing to do to be like, just ride into town and you go home because you hate this. Mm-hmm. But looking back on the scene now with everything else the Man of Black's done, there is this little bit of me that sees it as I kind of, did William know all along that he was going to struggle to get out of the park? Was this more of a, a kicker from William? Yeah, I mean, he's always came of, across as a character, not William, um, Logan, Logan yeah. that everything's been handed to him, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. so when he has been left to his own devices, he's struggled. He's had that kind of cockiness about him and that's just been completely ripped from yes. him with yeah. William doing this. So I think you may be right. I think there was a little knowing kind of, you're not going to make it. Yeah. 
Yeah. He, he didn't even really make it that difficult for, for William to get rid of him. William just... He, he turned, sent him on his way, and that, that led him to greatness, essentially, yeah. Yeah. To, to be you know a, a high figure in the park. Mm-hmm. I was also going to say, like, no wonder people don't like the man in black. He's probably meant to be at board meetings and he's running about yeah. the park. <laughs> Where is he? Oh, he's in Sector 14 chasing somebody. That's it, that's it. I'll he's, start without okay. him then. Uh-huh. All the points on this minute he was supposed to have done. Does anyone have an update from him? So, Logan, we are aware of. He's he's mentioned the door. Um, one of the things that kind of sprung to my mind was when Akecha walks into the bar after the first death, the death of Arnold mm-hmm. um, and there's a little whiskey just sitting out ready yeah. to go, who's that for? Who was that? Who likes a whiskey? Who's a, I mean, because I'm assuming that Was, was that he, James? I don't know I, I was, James th- wasn't really, I thought James came into it, this is a timeline chat now, I thought James kind of came into it when there was a period of unrest Yeah, I like wonder t- if that had sparked the unrest. Right. I actually thought it was um, Arnold that left the... Was Arnold's drink? No, Arnold left the maze. I thought he just left it there. Yeah. I, that's what I thought, but but he, yeah, I've never seen him drink on the show. It so. was, yeah, it was, was that... We're going to need to ask Jeffrey Wright. Someone get him on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Someone pick up the Jeffrey Wright phone, it's like the VAT phone, <laughs> but it's only to Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, it's, it's one of those questions. I mean, there are a few, a few kind of... We don't have our quick fire questions this week, obviously, because, as I mentioned, I'm terribly underprepared. So, <laughs> one of the questions are... You know, we don't know who the whiskey's for. That's a given. What's behind the door? We now know we've seen the door. Mm-hmm. But it was mentioned that they can't find the door anymore. Yeah. So is the door under some water now? What's behind that door? Yeah, I, that's... I was getting two minds about this. Like, do the hosts see the door as their escape? Right, they do see it as their escape to the real world. But that door will just lead into service corridors. Yeah, it's or just so, a really long hallway. Just a re- yeah. Exactly. It's not going to lead to anything... But maybe at the end of that long hallway, there's just a little exit sign. Maybe. A, an illuminated one, just in case mm-hmm. the lights have gone out. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love it if that's all it was. <laughs> exit here. Yeah. But, like, we... A lot of the hosts, so if they were woken up, they've they've been out with the park, so they know there's a world without yes. it. Yes. And Akista was one of them. Akista, yeah. yeah, he was one of them, along with Angela. And Akista definitely has been out with the park, so if he's remembering everything, he's remembering these nice and maybe he just wants to get back to that cocktail mm-hmm. lifestyle yeah. maybe he's you know wearing a nice suit nice suit wee cocktail chats and people maybe mm-hmm. that's the life mm-hmm. he's looking for we don't know <laughs> maybe that's what he hopes is behind the door the door yeah I this it's it's still a lot of metaphors of this new world and Logan talking about you know there's another world and this yeah, world so isn't meant for us and yeah I still I, I still don't know what's through it it still does seem like the Truman Show emergency exit door mm-hmm. which by the way none of us clicked to and I don't even think Mac you brought it up that it was very Truman Show that Ed Harris is in the Truman Show oh yes yes so it's been kicking about Reddit this week and oh, as soon as I saw it I was like oh. so like in the Truman Show he's obviously the one stopping Truman from going through the door and finding the door and in this he's got to go find the store now so. this is so great I, I quite <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna watch that again. I'm just loving up until this, up until now. Whenever anybody's mentioned the door, I've always assumed it was a metaphorical door, yeah. Yeah. and to actually see it being a physical object, mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, right. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, it was just kind of like thrown in there. Something wonder, straightforward from Westworld. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they can't find the door again. So when they went to the valley, 
the the first time. What when it was flooded? Yeah, like is that it flooded now? So. So we're going to get an underwater episode. That was kind of my hope. Is it Putting on the wetsuits, yeah. the tanks, the. A four-week course on how to work the oxygen mask yeah. before you get your certificate and allowing mm-hmm. you to do this. Yeah, training Maybe. how not to get the bends. Yeah, there's a lot of health and safety involved. <laughs> but yeah, like so, we've seen the door. But is that this area being flooded? Is that to stop people from getting to the door? It may be. Is that, that probably makes that makes more sense. It makes yeah. more sense. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. another theory, or this is another theory. I don't have. An I don't even know if that's theory. a theory. I think that sounds. It like just seems a like good, a logical yes. explanation like, for why l- that area is flooded. You know, worst case scenario, we need to flood the place yeah. because they're going to find this door. And it would is make sense. Fault for bringing a door into it though. Like, <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Yeah. Elves are terrible. Aren't they they? Might, do you know? Maybe they flooded it because they realised somebody left it open. Yeah. Like all the other doors in this. Lemon Park. Yeah, this is the only way we can stop them. Nobody can be bothered going down that corridor. Yeah. Nobody can be bothered with anything. Yeah. Let's just flood the place. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we could have locked the door. Nah, 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 nah. Mm. Too late for that. <laughs> Release the water. That'd be too much effort for QA, wouldn't it? Yeah. I'll have to lock something. I feel like QA, yeah, I I think management, if look, if they want to move Westworld forward after these rebellions, I'm sure Delos would love to get the company back on track. Mm-hmm. But someone really needs to take a look at the management structure, who's in yeah. charge of these QAs, what kind of messages are getting passed on the QAs, yeah. that everyone's being quite lazy. Who was... Uh, Except what? from two of them, who were pretty sure of hosts. What was uh, <laughs> Still. See, see Teresa uh, before she did. What was her role again? Like... Teresa did seem to be like managing director, general manager. Yeah, everything's gone downhill since her death, really. Yeah. Yeah. And they've not had a strong leader, this QA. No. no. And Charlotte, as much as she's supposed to be this, you know, leader coming in, this is not her priority. Oh, she's about the bottom line. Yeah, this isn't her priority. She's clearly got some sort of side job on the go where she's trying to get data out of the park. Mm-hmm. All these links to these special she's factions. Dating a new park somewhere else. Yeah. How many massive islands, though, are off the coast of countries that you can just build? I know. But is this one off the coast of Japan? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. kind of our It's absolutely massive looking. And then that's it, but then if the Raj is linked to Westworld, are all six of these parks? <sighs> is it a Connected. kind of... Yeah, it's mind-blowing, it, it really World is. Scenario? Or you just walk through and yeah. then, oh... Legoland. Yeah, because don't they say like Walt Disney World's the size of Manchester? Like, wasn't that the kind oh, of it's thing? Uh, the, uh, Walt Disney World Resort's bigger than Manhattan. Yeah, so like, where are they finding these places to build all of these parks? And your Magic Kingdom's not even like one eighth the size. <laughs> it's of what it's insane. Supposed to Absolutely be. insane. Yeah, so I mean, I think they've flooded the door. I think that's possibly why. I think they don't want people to get to the door, and that may be why Teddy, sadly, looks as though he reached his demise at that point. Mm-hmm. But that leads us on to the next episode, episode 9, Vanishing Point. It's crazy to think we're on episode 9. I know. Also, slightly stressed about the fact we're on episode 9, because I feel like the stakes are going to become real all of a sudden, and, <laughs> and suddenly it's just going to be really difficult to watch. Yeah. Yeah. But and and I'm, I'm not here for next week's episode 9. I'm actually mm. going to, I'm going to the Raj on holiday. Yeah. That'll be, be wonderful. Max uh, doing a long weekend vacation to the Raj, and hoping to enjoy some sightseeing, some hunting, and... Who knows what else? We're not even going to ask him. Also, highlighting a massive discrepancy in pay in this office. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want it in a magazine. <laughs> I did wonder why you started like buying all these new outfits. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, I can send you uh, send a voice note that you can insert into the podcast. Uh, a kind of a generic. That was great, or that was all right. <laughs> 
guys. Sorry I didn't watch Westworld last night. <laughs> I'm living Westworld right now. Yeah, so we're doing without you next week, but mm. um, I'm sure Gary and I will be okay. Oh, we're fine. Oh, you'll be. I'll be, all right. I'll be fine. I'll be, I'll be fine. I mean, it'll be a shambles and we'll probably forget to hit record. Yeah. As soon as I said that joke, I did look at the laptop to make sure I have actually hit record on this episode. <laughs> we're all good. So I was like, that'll be a kicker. Yeah, the next episode, the trailer for it did not tell us much. I mean, the trailer for this episode told us a lot about the... It was essentially a little mini episode whereby we got a lot of here's the character you're going to follow, mm-hmm. here's some of the steps you're going to take. Next episode, none of that. Um, a lot of sad sounding music. Sad music. Foreboding. Foreboding terror. Um, Man in Black looks like a cocktail party with mm-hmm. his daughter, the Emily Grace. Um, Teddy. Teddy sitting on a QA bench looking a bit confused. Lights getting shone in his face. It was just kind of checking in with all the characters. Yeah. Almost in a sort right. of, they're still here. Sad things are about to happen to them. <laughs> it's going to be a biggie, I think. Now that we're only two episodes away, um, I suppose the last big question for the the kind of first answer out your head is, where do you think the series is going to end? I think the the image of Teddy being dead, I think he's going to sacrifice himself for Dolores. I think mm-hmm. there's still something in there about him, despite him being dialled up to assassin. Yeah. I think there's going to be something that he... He saves her. Mm-hmm. Whether or not it's going to play an overall part in how it all ends, I'm yeah. not sure. But I think he's going to be a major part in how she gets there. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I, I honestly, I, I, I really don't know how it's going to end. And I, I like that about the show. Um, with two episodes to go, there's so many directions they could go. If we're talking about an image and how I'd want to see it end. Um... I'd like to see Emily and her dad come to some a confrontation of some kind. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see that happen. I'd like to see Maven Dolores get back into it again. And yeah, I, I, I'm really not sure. I, I'd like to something something visceral as well. I, 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 Westworld's got it in it to do it. Mm-hmm. Shock me. Yeah, shock me. I would like, and I'm just putting a disclaimer out there to say that this is not a theory and this <laughs> is not anything that can be forfeited against but I I do wonder if the sacrifice of the or the end of days for the man in black is coming up and mm. if this series in comparison to the first season where he was running about playing his game having the best time ever he's had a lot of hardship this season he's seen a lot of the pain and suffering that he's put other hosts through mm-hmm. and if it's going to come to a realisation that his time in the park is up whether that is he is going to find the exit, leave, go into retirement and never speak of this again, or whether he... Part of me doesn't think that he'll suddenly become on the side of the host and want to end the park. But I could see it going that way, but then at the same time I could also see it going in a sort of... I don't want Dale's Corporation to have anything to do to this. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've built this monster, I'll take this monster out. Yeah, and I mean, <coughs> you would you wouldn't like to think that it would be a thirty-five year journey wasted. Yeah. Just to, for him to be snuffed out like that, I don't think he's the kind of character no. that gets snuffed out. Um, I'm struggling to think where it could actually head because mm-hmm. obviously for season three, there's is there not like three more parks that we've not seen? Yes, yet? yeah, at so, least three parks that we're not into. Yeah, I I mean I, I would hate it. I, I, I wouldn't want. Ed Harris to leave the show, but mm-hmm. if that is how it's going to be, then 
I, I wouldn't be mad at it either. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be mad if he it died, but died for the right way. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So our bets are Ed Harris's character is dying. I was about to say Ed Harris is dying, and that's not what the bet is. The bet is Ed, Car- Ed, uh, Ed Harris's Ed character Harris is, is killing it. Yeah, Ed Harris is <laughs> killing it, and his character's dying. Um, and yeah, Teddy's sacrifice, possibly. Mm-hmm. I'm sure in two weeks' time we'll all be going, oh, well, we were wrong on that. Yeah. We were wrong on that. It's, a, it's become a weekly occurrence. Oh, yeah. I, I think this podcast is just set up for me to discover that I'm wrong about a lot of things. <laughs> That's really it. It's just a humbling experience it's, it's, week it's, after week. It's a cathartic experience yeah. as well, because when you're sitting in your living room, it's an echo chamber of, I'm right about this. Yes. Until you find out you're wrong. <laughs> and then you don't have to tell anyone no. you're wrong. And that's the problem with society today. <laughs> so on that note, join us next week for another episode in our journey of humility and self-discovery. <laughs> as three podcast hosts learned that it wasn't about the journey, it was about the incorrect theories they had along the way. <laughs> next week we'll be talking Vanishing Point, but in the meantime, if you would like, you can rate us on a podcast of your choice. As long as it's five stars, if you're thinking anything less than five stars, don't worry about it. Just <laughs> <laughs> just go make a cup of tea and enjoy your day. Um, subscribe to us. We are on iTunes. We are on Acast. We are on Google Play. Um, we're on plenty of podcast services, so you'll find us there. Next week, we're talking Vanishing Point. But in the meantime, we have built up a little back catalogue of episodes. If you want to go back and mentally prepare yourself for the discoveries ahead, you can listen to them or listen to our excellent interview with Lewis Hertham. We really like him. He's the best. And that's sitting on the podcast service of your choice. So this has been Way at Westworld and we'll speak to you next week. Bye.